This is a Gao Media property in partnership with Jacob Media. Set your system's volume control for slightly above the normal listening level. Let's go. Second level thinking is defined as looking beyond the easy, obvious conclusions. You've got to do some smart thinking. Welcome to the second level on the SportsMap Radio Network, a show where we go beyond the box score. Presented by Rocket Mortgage, home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. We welcome you back in case you were continuing to stay off for whatever reason on a Labor Day Monday, enjoying it. All the power to you. Squeeze out an extra day as much as you possibly can in this crazy, bizarre 2020. Especially if it means starting, I love that, to either start the week late or end the week early. There's nothing better than the four-day weekend. If you can squeeze the three-day weekend out, then some people prefer Friday just because it's easier, more stuff's going on. But remember, having a, it's almost like, would you rather have two Saturday nights or two Sundays? And that's really what Labor Day and if you're able to just down to getting time off on a work week and taking that day on a Friday, let's say, you're really left with that decision, right? And, and I think a lot of people, maybe younger people, and I say younger is 42, so I'm probably square in the middle of a lot of ears right now. But I would think that if you really looked at it and thought, yeah, you're going to still get a day to rage. You're going to still get time to go out if, if you're off. Friday, you still have Friday night. You have all day to recuperate Saturday night. So it's not like you, know, you have to work on Friday. But then if you go hard those two days and nights and you're still in your college mentality of just wake and whatever that form would be after, pound, bake, drink, whatever, then you know you're going to get at least an extra day, like Monday to recuperate. You go out, you run all those errands you should have done over the weekend. I'm just saying. It's a very underrated decision. Not a lot of people think it out because they, oh, well, I'm just going to start my weekend early. Go to work on Friday. Just pound the day out. Next thing you know, you're enjoying Friday night even more. It tastes so sweet to know that you have that extra day. You do whatever you want. You could stay up all night. Imagine that on Friday, and it won't even hurt you. You ever see something in sports and you just know how this is going to end? We have that in the NFL and this bizarre story in D.C. next. SportsMap Radio Network, we wear Boomer Naturals masks. Order now at BoomerNaturals.com. Use promo code SportsMapRadio for 20% off. Scratching beneath the surface, it's the second level on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios... Here's Aton Shander. So one thing that pops right up on today's radar in the NFL, and yes, it, it is two days away. Pretty big line for the Chiefs to cover against the Texans. We'll look a little deeper at that and some more bigger picture futures with Andy Benoit from Bet Online and, and definitely get his insight into a couple of teams specifically, like the Saints, who I'm fascinated by 
just as far as their win total and that division, some changes around that division versus the consistency with New Orleans. But this comes out, I guess, late last night, so it's being discussed today. And I think that it's a perfect representation of how you can still be in a major market and forgotten a lot of the times. The NFL has done something so special in its own right that I don't think any other league, and maybe I'm wrong, and you can always interact, inject your own thoughts, and call me an idiot for whatever reason. Ron Culver does all three of those things really tactively, you know, throughout the show. But when you talk about specifically what the NFL has done with market, market size, you don't need to have a specific number next to it in order to get props and coverage and be discussed in the NFL and really general sports circles when we talk about at large at least how popular this league is. But it's something that I I don't think comes to mind, really, where you can be in – and again, it's hard for you to understand this because a lot of you have probably never seen this team good or truly competitive, at least year in and year out. But you can be in Jacksonville – and if you're running the table at 12 and 4, 13 and 3, if you have a good year, you're going to be talked about regardless of how small of a market and how little people may be paying attention outside of that nucleus of fans. It's a football story now that Jacks and it's plastered everywhere. It's talking heads on radio, TV, writing about it everywhere. Jags this, Jags that, any moves, anything going on we should know about injuries, coaching, whatever's going on off-the-field stuff, all of a sudden that spotlight is so broad. Yet it works both ways. And I think there is this assumption maybe after all of that where you can be bulletproof in the NFL as far as, well, you can be in a small city and just do okay. Yeah, but it, it works the opposite as well, where you can be in a gigantic market and fly just under the radar enough to be kind of forgotten, kind of just discarded. Brought up when your division clearly is being brought up. And usually an afterthought as a result of, well, yeah, you know, it's really just between Minnesota and Green Bay. I, I mean, Detroit's out of it, but really, I mean, you're going to give the Bears much, much hope there? You're going to give the Bears much opportunity there? And that's kind of the limit in which you get the discussion surrounding the Chicago Bears, which, again, is more a representation, and rightfully so. I mean, it's as communal of a system as possible here with a little sprinkle of capitalism where you still have the same cap, you still have the same things hovering over you as far as restrictions, but if, in fact, you outperform your market size, you will be rewarded and then some. But, and then there's that relegation element to it, if you are Chicago, for example, and you continue to provide barely adequate seasons to inadequate seasons, barely over the radar to just flying under the radar, you get forgotten a lot. You get thrown right there in the middle. Well, a lot of parity in the NFL. You're part of that conversation. You're part of that right there. The Bears actually are, or I would think probably, going to get more pub going into this season than throughout until they make the change. But again, as I said in that short opener before we ended the segment, you can see this coming. You can see it right down the line that it's only a matter of time before there is a change in Chicago. And look, I don't know what happened up close and personal. A lot of people don't. It was really difficult to get any type of read 
on preseason because there was no preseason when it came to games, and you didn't have anything as a result of truly gauging what media was giving you as well. But there are certain markets where it doesn't matter so much, but maybe just because that team has been good so long. And if they are bad, it's a small little blip in the radar. But again, if it's going to work for Jacksonville, imagine what it does for New York. Imagine what it does for Philadelphia. Imagine what it does for Dallas. Imagine what it's doing for Las Vegas this year if, in fact, the Raiders can put together a good team. Really good squad. Look at the Eagles, for example. They've made the playoffs three straight years. They have a Super Bowl victory in there. Of course, they are going to be discussed, especially because that division has a kind of hard line between the top two and the bottom two. Although, and this is to the Giants' credit, they look like they may be at least straddling, if not fully cross that line coming into this year. They could win eight or nine games. Sure, at the expense of Dallas or Philadelphia, but that is a reality that we would not be talking about with Washington. And just like when we've seen in so many years with either, and it's usually the Giants, of course, sorry, Jake, but it's usually the Giants who are dominating the headlines and dominating the city when it comes to who's a better football team, that is going to be like Jacksonville on Mark McGuire-level steroids. We've already seen it, as I said, play out. Boston, same situation as Philadelphia, except you add, oh, I don't know, like all of the championships and appearances and popularity of Belichick. So you start to add, add, add. Chicago is on the other side of it. And they make news because they announced that Mitchell Trubisky is the starting quarterback. And I can tell you this, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time before they make that switch to Nick Foles because Trubisky is just not that guy. He's not the guy that they continue to rely on economic reasons or not. But it's the same mistake that they continue to make over and over again. And I'm not saying that Nick Foles is anywhere. He's not anywhere near what he did in that small run to help the Eagles win the Super Bowl. He's not as bad as what we saw under Jeff Fisher. He kind of straddles his own line, if you will, of performance. But this is it. You know, they are so entrenched and indebted to this pick that they made that they can't budge from it, that they can't refuse to acknowledge. You'd have to think that it's ownership at this point. And despite even Trubisky being better than Nick Foles, it should still come as a message somehow that Nick Foles starts. Well, we brought in Nick Foles to compete for a job he wanted. And I'm not even advocating for Foles for anything personal. It's just, my goodness, you are going down the same exact path. Right down to, you can see your footprints. It's like going on a hike. Well, I wonder how many people have been here since last week. Oh, look, there are my same size nine New Balances. Same shoes right there, you're going down a hike. It's so nice and pleasant when you're hiking up a mountain. It's not when you're going down the same lane of misery, naming the starter as Mitchell Trubisky for another year, basically damning yourself to missing the playoffs and more ridicule around the NFL. That's what's happening right now with the Chicago Bears. They have lost so much touch. They have lost so much ability to be that topic of conversation. And so much of it is the ridicule that surrounds continuing to go with Mitchell Trubisky. Ryan Pace, the general manager, says that Trubisky has a, quote, different presence that carried him throughout camp with improved footwork and accuracy. They open up as a three-point dog against Detroit. 
Now, Detroit, healthy Matthew Stafford, we know that they're going to throw the football left and right. How do you not take the Lions at this point? There is so much just inconsistency. Trubisky is the representation more so than the only person, the only culprit. But how do you go down this road expecting to come out of the season, come out of the blocks with anything strong? You're going to get beat in Detroit. Fans or no fans, it doesn't matter. Lions are going to throw, especially if they're able to score. Now, all of a sudden, you can't rely on a 13 for 21 day or a 10 for 22 day from Trubisky, where he doesn't throw a touchdown, he doesn't throw a pick, but damn it, he was good enough. He was just good enough. I mean, it's crazy to see this thing play out. At Shander Show, twitch.tv slash Shander Show. First three weeks picks, lock it in. You talking about Trubisky? First week, oh, I'm sorry, I misread that. Burl's baby boy tweets in. Trubisky's first week, three picks, lock it in. I'm telling you, I know that the Lions lost big Darius Slay, and we're happy to have him here in Philadelphia, but they're an improved football team from last year. I can't say that they're marginally improved or that they've dramatically taken this huge step, but they're a better football team than last year. The Bears, on the other hand, are just more the same you-know-what. It's just shoveling it again and again. How many times do you want to taste that over and over again in the form of, well, it's packaged differently. We've packaged it differently this time. The product has a brand-new presence. The product has a, quote, different presence. This bag, this sack of you-know-what, sure, it might have the same aftertaste, but we've changed how it tastes going down. It's in a different bag. It's in a different package. It looks like juicy fruit gum. This is what we have with this reality of the Chicago Bears now. Every single season that they have just circled their wagons around Trubisky. And I agree with Triple B up there. Trubisky's in trouble, man. Big trouble. And this team is as well. And they lost an opportunity. If Chicago can put together a 10-11 win team, if they can do something like that, then all of a sudden they're going to get more publicity. They're going to get discussed more. They're going to be more of a story than either Aaron Rodgers or the Minnesota Vikings. They're just waiting for Chicago to come in and sweep in and be relevant again. And for odd reasons, they're not. That wasn't even the craziest thing that happened in sports as I don't know how much of you are aware of this. We'll touch on this coming up. Again, Andy Benoit's going to join us at 1140 Eastern time. But this story was pretty bizarre coming from Major League Baseball where, and I was trying to figure out the last time this has happened, but Mike Rizzo was tossed out because allegedly he was not wearing a protective mask to the game, but Joe West says Rizzo's ousting actually occurred because he's been shouting at umpires over the course of the last two games. So somebody, I think, started an internet rumor about the mask claim, but instead it had to do with Rizzo berating these owners. Good for him, or these umpires. Good for Rizzo. These Half of these guys need to be replaced by machines anyway, as far as the strike zone is concerned. While shouting insults at officials, I'm reading this here as far as the report, is because West was quoted saying, enough is enough. Oh, poor Joe West. Rizzo's commentary stood out because there were no fans at the game to mask his verbal barbs. West says, quote, 
We're in a pandemic situation. You can hear everything he says. And then, of course, West has to throw in his own political injections of his own. This is bizarre, but, of course, it deals with Joe West, who I don't know how many, like, how many people are going to take Joe West's side on this? Ask Shander Show, 800-224-2004, twitch.tv slash Shander Show. Ron Culver is back, and I have a question for him coming up that doesn't have to do with Tony, Jake, or Aton. It's the second level on SportsMap Radio. Listening to the second level on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios with way more than the scores. Here's Aton Shander. Okay, so Ron Culver is back with us today. And you were kind off. of. I don't know if I'm all here, but I'm I'm here enough for you. All right, well, fair enough. I mean you, you no, are I know. I'm giving you the best I have. Well, this is okay, but you have a, you can be a perfect, what would you call a guinea pig, okay. hamster? Yes, yes. Guinea, pig. guinea pig. Guinea pig. Does that work? Not a hamster. Not a hamster. No, no, no. Because uh, you want you want me to be a guinea pig. Right, but isn't it the same? Like, what's different besides a couple of internal organs? Well, one smaller than the other. Is it? I don't know. I'm asking you. I assume that you, as a father, have to know the difference between the two, right? Isn't that like, don't you need to answer that question on the multiple choice before you have kids? What, what's the difference between a hamster and a guinea pig? I'm sure you've been asked that question, right? Of course. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know. Well, actually, That's not why. really, because, I mean, a guinea pig is about three, four times the size of a hamster. Really? Yeah, they look kind of similar. They have, have a similar color, but, yeah, a guinea pig is huge. My goodness. Okay, okay. I didn't realize it was that big like that. Now, my question is, well, I, what it was, oh, yes, as far as the guinea pig, the hamster, that threw me off. But you can be the perfect guinea pig for this because you have taken both a Friday and you just came off that Monday. Yes. Would you have rather had the Friday off and be back yesterday or work Friday like you and I did but have that extra Sunday? Like you probably didn't do anything on Sunday. No, so actually, all weekend I was doing stuff. So, really? I, yeah. You were, I was, so you took down a pool. You did a lot. Like, I'm very I did, impressed with your I did. weekend. We, people you, need to know. People on the stream need to know about this. They, you know, any misconceptions about you going home and playing video games for eight hours or nine hours a day? I don't have time for that. Who, who has time for that? I got three kids that keep me active, keep me busy. If I'm not, if I'm not throwing a baseball outside or playing trains up in our, our loft area, then I'm doing stuff around the house, whether it's uh, cleaning or what have you. My goodness. This is housework. This is a a terrible advertisement for for kids, you know. We're trying right now, and and I'm thinking to myself, like, this is what I have to look forward to is never having a second of free time again, right? Yes. Is there any other way you can spend that? uh, No, there isn't. Um, Apparently, I've been been told that it's – It'll be this way until I'm 18, or until, not until I'm 18, until they're 18. But as I've noticed, my friends who do have college-age children, it doesn't end there. That it just continues to keep on going. Okay, I see what you're saying. Man, that is, it's just a harsh reality 
that hits you over the face. Yeah, yeah. but to answer your question, because you said, would I rather have Friday off come back to work on a Monday? Like, I would rather, I, that's what I said at the start, is I would rather have a Monday, if I had to choose, and maybe it's just because of the point I am in my life right now, whatever, but I would rather have that extra day to do nothing, recover, just whatever it needs to be done gets done, as opposed to rushing into the weekend and having an extra, you know, you're either going to have an extra Friday night or an extra Sunday. And I'd rather have an extra Sunday. No, that's, I, that's how I felt. I'd rather, I'd much rather have an extra Sunday. I thought it was, you know, it was kind of fun Sunday night, feeling a little bit tired, but, you know, we're all settling down as a family, watching a movie together, and then just realizing, like, oh, I can stay up a little bit later because I don't, I don't have to get up in the morning. I can sleep in if I want to. Right. And that was that was kind of fun. It's amazing, man. Isn't it? You, you get that extra. That's what you get. I think you put it there perfectly, which is you get the extra day of all the little stuff, the little stuff that you either don't get enough of or maybe you took for granted before you had kids. Right. Like a little sleep, a little more peace, a little more well, time to get something as, done. You know, I, honestly, as they get older, as my kids get older, they um, the little thing, like the extra sleep starts to come back a little bit. Like my, my two older boys, they, I, they don't come. They're sleeping until like 10, 11 o'clock now. It's kind of nice. It's the younger one who wants to get up. And, but he's been sleeping in a little bit more as well. So that's, you know, it's usually, honestly, it's usually my dogs who are waking me up saying they need to go outside. Is that right? Okay. So the yeah, dogs the, are still on the. They're the pain. Yes. That's, and that's with me, too. Like, the dog is definitely still on the same schedule. Started I'm hearing that curious. heavy breathing. That, yeah. You know, you know, I'm just like, okay. <laughs> you know what's coming. The it's bark, either, like the it, loud bark yeah. for me. If I ignore you, then I, I can't get mad at you for having to clean up that mess. Well, so I better just, wake yeah, up and just let you go do it. Is that a reality for you where if you don't do anything, like. For, for one of my dogs, yeah. Okay, so yeah, you definitely if, need to get if I don't if I if I put it you off, neglect. yeah, he he's been <laughs> she's been good all night long. <laughs> you know, this is my this is our trade off. Okay, so yeah, that's unfortunately for you, that's the bargain that you signed, my friend. No, of course. So you know, you're up and and ready to go. Just curious <laughs> because I, I think a lot of people take that extra Monday, that extra Sunday for granted. Where you're basically getting that, that whole thing. But. Yeah, I mean, you know, if with my hours, it wouldn't make any sense to take a Friday off because I get off so early anyways. It was just the fact of, like, you know, going through the weekend, I can yep. sleep. I can, take care of, I can take care of stuff on Monday or just relax on a Monday. That's what happened to be one where I don't get to relax. Correct. And, and I think that's the huge difference is just being able to relax. I am curious. I, I don't know if you saw this tweet. I put it out ahead of time. I, I didn't tag anybody, so don't yell at me. But... Is there, what's the first product that comes to mind if I were to say the phrase, I'll pay more, or you in this case will pay more simply because of the brand name? You don't mind paying more than product X or brand X or whatever the hell So they basically call it. what you're saying is like, say Kleenex. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Like, I'm doing something product? smaller like Kleenex because we all just refer to it as Kleenex. And in fact, there's many different brands of tissue paper. Yeah, what's the other one? Cottonelle? There's Cottonelle. There's Puffs. Puffs is a good one. Yeah. And I'm not sure there's generic brands that always feel harder, but Kleenex, you know, kind of corner of the market, or Xerox paper, which is just copy paper, white paper. Right. Okay, so that's, so that's the first thing that comes to mind. Not toilet paper. 
No, I mean, because you know, again, we don't, even if you're we don't about- refer to it as just Charmin or refer to it as Cottonelle or anything All like right. that. Well, let me give you one that was pretty popular. I was surprised until I started going through these. But, and one person actually did at Coach underscore Izzy throw in Cottonelle. So, stepping out of the realm. Band-Aids was another one, clearly. Band-Aids is huge. But how about this one? Heinz. I don't. I call it. I just call it ketchup. No, no, no. I'm saying that you're paying more for that. You oh, will pay okay. more for. Yes. First product that comes to mind that you'll. So I don't know if Kleenex is the answer now that you. No, I know. I was just saying because we we all call it that. But right. Heinz, no, I'm just saying the the product that first comes to mind that you have no problem paying more for a brand name. Yeah. In our house, that'd probably be Honey Nut Cheerios. Yeah, you can't put a price on happiness, man. <laughs> Honey Nut Cheerios delivers, man, all over. It's good for your heart. It's good for your taste buds. You get a little sugar kick in there as well. It's perfect. Andy Benoit's going to join us next. issues it's the second level on the sports map radio network presented by rocket mortgage live from the o'reilly auto parts studios here's aton shander uh we continue to get closer it feels like it's just been a, a shovel across our face now as we get ready for the nfl season it's not even an easier or nice transition it's just bam here's the nfl nba playoffs Stanley Cup run, whoever's paying attention to a couple of teams that really look solid in baseball. Now everything gets pushed back. Even we await the start of college, like the real start of college football this week. And everything on the back burner for the NFL. It is our pleasure to welcome back Andy Benoit, coming courtesy of betonline.ag. Andy, Aton Shander, first off, thank you for your time and hope all is well with you and yours. Yeah, thanks, Aton. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely, man. Let, let's start with the big one. Let's work in reverse. All right, I'm sure you've been looking at everything from week one to specific teams, over, unders, as far as you know, win totals. But let's start with the big one. This has been the most bizarre, unique offseason probably right in the history of the league. How do you see the Super Bowl odds play out looking at really no preseason and very limited information? And I promise we're not going to hold you to it. Well, yeah, I appreciate that. And I think overall, you know, the tendency is probably going to be to to think that the teams that have continuity from last year will have an advantage. And I I would understand the logic of that, and I think I'd probably concur with the logic of that. Uh, You know, I will say, when we last saw an offseason that was similar to this, not that we've ever really seen anything at all in this world in our lifetime similar to these circumstances, but it's 2011 when the NFL had the lockout. and He missed Mm -hmm. a lot of the offseason that year. And I remember distinctly, and I went back and also looked up like the record of teams that had new coaches that season. Did the new coaching staffs have a greater challenge? And if anything, there was either no difference from any other year in that regard, or the new coaches were actually a little better in that year than they were in a typical season. So people like myself probably can overthink this kind of thing and, and really make some, some borderline just guesses. To say, well, the 49ers have everybody back. They have the same coaches. They should be the best team. And it makes sense on the surface, but, you know, I don't know if history has bared that out. It's not a huge sample size. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if the obvious will be the obvious this year by the end of the season, though. Very fair. I wonder if we should look at it kind of on the flip side. Is there a team, and we can start as high as 
Buffalo and, and that group, the 25-1 to 1 up to Kansas City, or maybe even narrow it down a little higher and, and start with like a Seattle at 16-1 to 1 and move up to Kansas City. But is there a team that jumps out in the top four or top eight that you can immediately strike through and say, I may not know who's going to be in it, but I sure as hell know it's not going to be this team? Uh, no, that, that is extremely difficult to do. I was telling someone the other day, you know, when you start watching, I, I, I watch every one of these snaps in the league on, on film each week, and when you start seeing it like that in totality, you realize the difference between the good teams and the not-so-good teams is razor thin. And I would probably say, without knowing which teams off the top of my head, I would say there's probably no more than four to six teams in the NFL that I would outright say they've got no chance this year. Like they're wow. not going to win the Super Bowl. Not that you know. Not that I'm, I'm saying that a team that's probably likely to go seven and nine is a Super right, Bowl contender. Right, right. But the, the point is, I mean, the, the the difference between the first team and say the 26th team in the NFL is shockingly thin. Once you start really breaking these things down, NFL teams are they're they're very well coached and they all have excellent players. Andy Benoit joining us, coming courtesy of betonline.ag as we look ahead to a couple of very important key futures here. The AFC seems pretty closed outside of, obviously, the Chiefs and the Ravens. But you know, here are the Bills. They kind of snuck in at that 10-to-1 play where you have the 12-to-1, the 14-to-1 plays behind them. How real is that? Is that 10-to-1, in your opinion, knowing that they're going up against the two kind of buzzsaw favorites in the Chiefs and the Ravens? Yeah, they are. They, I think they match up pretty well to those teams, given the challenge. I mean, Baltimore last year, you know, Buffalo, Baltimore beat them, but I thought Buffalo, you could argue, outplayed them in that game. And if they had seen Baltimore again, you know, I, I that would have been a tougher matchup for the Ravens. They, the Bills did a really good job of understanding all, all of the deception that's presented by Baltimore's rushing attack and then having a plan for how to deal with the speed of Lamar Jackson. And a big part of what Buffalo does and why I think it can also help them against a team like Kansas City if they ever matched up to them is their safeties are very smart and very interchangeable. So the Bills can do a lot of things, and they're actually a pretty simple defense once the ball is snapped. But getting to that, the before the snap phase of the game, Buffalo can look very complex. So they do a lot of simple things, but a lot of different things. So they play fast because they're simple, but they do so many different things that they look complex in the eyes of the opponent. So the 10-to-1 thing with Buffalo, that defense is, is as well coached as any in the NFL. So what we're really talking about is where do we feel Josh Allen can take this team and what kind of quarterback is Josh Allen? And he's further along now than I would have guessed he, he'd have been at this stage back when he came out of Wyoming. I think he's developed nicely, does need to get a little crisper in reading the fields, including downfield. Vertical throws are his strong suit physically, but he misses too many of them. So the addition of Stefan Diggs, you know, maybe that corrects some of those things because for the first time in his NFL career, anyway, Allen's going to have a true number one receiver to play with. And not only does that give you a weapon to target, and Allen's going to target Diggs aggressively because that's the nature of, of Allen's style, but it also kind of regulates the safeties a little bit because safeties are going to center their coverage and their help around Diggs. So defenses, I think, will be easier in theory for Allen to read this season, and maybe we see him make a quantum leap here in year three. Andy, I want to stay in the AFC and just a simple question about 
quarterbacks, one who returns, another who is playing in a completely different situation. Who makes more of an impact? Doesn't necessarily mean a better record so much as maybe making it to the playoffs as a wild card or just overall more of an impact. Is it Rivers in Indianapolis or the return of Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh? Well, that's a great question. The Steelers need Roethlisberger, obviously. And right. if, if he is where he's been in recent years, and they're a Super Bowl contender. I mean, they had the biggest big play defense in the league last year. I think they led the league in sacks. I know they were right up there in forced turnovers. And it's a, it's, what's unusual about that is they're very they're semi-complex. I mean, they're not a straightforward just line up and play defense, which is usually the, the teams that get big plays tend to play that style. The teams that force incompletions tend to be the ones that, that try to confuse you and give you deceptive looks. Pittsburgh's a deceptive looks defense that forces big plays. So that's, that's as good as any defense in the league. And now Roethlisberger maybe gives them, if he's close to what he's been before, now they're a very competitive offense, whereas before they weren't. Rivers, to me, is a fascinating one because I do think Indianapolis wouldn't say they're a Super Bowl contender in the forefront, but I, I would not be surprised if they're standing at the end of the season. I think they're the, you could argue they're the team to beat in the AFC South. And where Rivers really struggled last year was against pressure. And in the past, he's dealt with a bad offensive line before, but he's always had such tremendous pocket mobility that, that he's been able to overcome it and compensate. I think the Chargers felt that that pocket mobility, certainly his overall mobility, has always been iffy at best. And, and there's some issues now with can he even get outside the pocket if he has to. But within the pocket now, his mobility last year did not look the, the way it had in other years. So now we're talking about Phillip Rivers in regression. What's different with the Colts, though, is their offensive line is probably one of the five best in the NFL. So Rivers might be regressing in that sense with pocket mobility, and that gets into your arm strength and accuracy at some point. But if he's not going to be under pressure this year, which I don't think he will be as much, then there's a good chance he's going to look a lot like the Phillip Rivers of 2016, 2017, 2018, in which case Indianapolis now, when I think of it that way, maybe they are a legit Super Bowl contender. Andy Benoit joining us. BetOnline.ag is the site. NFC, it's really eight teams, right? And then that line is drawn between the eight teams who should be competing to represent the conference and teams that could sneak in. I mean, it might be in Arizona, in a long shot. But I'm surprised. I don't know what you thought when these lines came out where smack there in the middle, literally number eight on that list is Minnesota at 16-1. to I know they lose digs, but... It looked like that they were slighted a little bit with that 16 to one shot when you have what Green Bay, Philly, Seattle, Dallas, Bucks, Saints, and all the way at the top of the Niners. Yeah, and you know, keep in mind sometimes those lines are just a reflection of public perception too. I mean, that's that's the goal with some of the the lines is just to to stoke the action. I think the perception with Minnesota is they've lost half their defense from a year ago. They've got all new players on defense in half the spots. And that's a team that's always been built on its continuity on defense. Now, the flip side of that is there's a reason half of those guys are gone. There's a reason Xavier Rhodes is not there anymore, Trey Waynes. You know, those guys were playing great. Minnesota probably would have found a way to bring at least a few more of them back. They were able to retain Anthony Harris at safety. Harris has, uh, has become a phenomenal safety. So I don't know if the Vikings are downgraded the way that, that – it might seem on paper 
the the one challenge is they don't typically play rookies and the secondary. Mike Zimmer likes to develop those guys from the bench. My guess is part of that's because Minnesota's scheme is built on some some pretty detailed matchup zone principles. And matchup zone, you're basically playing zone, but it becomes man to man based on how the offense plays it and how you read it. You know that that takes some time to develop in the NFL. Now we're talking about thinking and playing fast at the same time. So you know that might be a challenge for some of those rookies. But the Vikings have plenty of, of talent up front to compensate for that. So I, I wouldn't rule them out in the NFC at all. Andy, I selfishly want to ask just your thoughts on the NFC East here in Philadelphia and covering and rooting for this Eagles team. I recognize why, on paper at least, Dallas would be the odds-on favorite to win the division. In fact, I'll further that and say the Eagles are talented in some key spots and return continuity-wise some key players on offense, but their line scares me to death, and I wouldn't be shocked at all if it undid them in the first four or five weeks of the season. I don't know how you see the division play out, but Philadelphia and New York appear to be the two wild cards as far as how good the quarterback can be in New York and how good the how able the offensive line is to stay up in Philadelphia. Yeah, because that line's lost its left tackle, Andre oh. Dillard, who, who, you know. Well, he wasn't playing well anyway, but. <laughs> Correct, yeah, but, you know, obviously they felt he was, I mean, he's a first-round talent. You can see why, and they felt good about it. That's why they were going to start him in left tackle. So now they're back to Jason Peters there, which is not a, a bad plan B as those things go. Right guard becomes the, the questionable position for him. And I know a few years ago, you know, they had a lot of trouble at the left guard spot. Steven Wisniewski struggled quite a bit for them that year. They uh, rotated in other guys, Isaac Saramalo, namely. And the problem when you have a weakness at guard, that's, the, that's a hard issue to hide. With an offensive tackle, you can at least uh, you can give him help with the tight end by lining the tight end next to him or having the tight end stay in an outright block. You can have chip blocks from that guy the running back can offset to the side of the tackle who needs help and come give him some help outside with a guard it's a little harder to get to that there's too much traffic the back would you're not going to put the running back help in a guard very often because that puts the running back right in front of the quarterback so it's even though guards are paid less and they're usually drafted lower and they're lesser athletes and tackles I bet you most defenses, I know I had one coordinator who's a big-time pressure guy this year. He said flat out to me, yeah, I think a guard's harder to hide, and we'd rather face a bad guard than a bad tackle. You can really exploit those guys, especially now with so many teams taking their best pass rusher and standing him up or lining him up at, at the stand-up defensive tackle position. Green Bay was the Darius Smith last year. That's a really good illustration of what the uh, – what the Titans will do with Jadevian Clowney this year. So hiding the guard is a problem, which makes the, the, the injury to Brooks, the starting right guard for the Eagles, that's a real concern. Right. Awesome, Andy. Thank you so much. The time, the insight, took as much as I could down here already on the app, ready to go, betonline.ag. Be well, be safe. Great to hear your voice and insight again. Thanks, Andy. All right, thank you. You got it. That's Andy Benoit at Shander Show, twitch.tv. Slash Shander Show will wrap the hour next on the second level.
scratching beneath the surface. It's the second level on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. I'm trying to find this audio, but I don't think it exists. I think it's just the play-by-play that exists of Mike Rizzo getting thrown out. Not Frank Rizzo. It's funny because whenever Frank Rizzo comes up, like I always think of the Cherokee Boys. But there's a mayor here, Frank Rizzo. They tore his statue down. They did a lot to Frank. And he's a very popular name in Philadelphia, but it's one of those things where I'll never not associate that name, Rizzo, at least with Frank Rizzo. I don't know where the hell they got that from, but it was it's one of the most. I don't even know what you would consider that. Is is that like Ron? Is that sub genre of comedy? A CD or tape or playlist of crank calls? Would you call that like a comedy tape? Comedy tape? I guess. Is that what it would fall under? Like the same thing as a stand-up, right? We used to be able to get you know Andrew Dice Clay's latest CD. Yeah. Was it which, but normally with Andrew Dice Clay, you didn't get the CD. You got a bootleg copy of a cassette tape because your friend, well, okay. your friend borrowed, got it sure. from a friend of his. Sure, that's fair. Because you you had to skirt around the whole. Yeah, eighteen and exactly. Over. Okay, fair enough. Maybe it was somebody less offensive, you know, who came out with a. Although I don't even know everybody I'm thinking of right now in my mind would be offensive. But that's the subgenre, right? That we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Just curious. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Makes sense to you. Makes sense to you. Makes sense to me. All right. right. Just look, I I know you're my barometer in that point. If I'm saying something that doesn't make any sense at all, then I need you to at least step in and say you're not making any sense. Is that fair? I would think so. Second hour coming up. Second level sports map radio. This is a Gao Media property in partnership with Jacob Media. Set your system's volume control for slightly above the normal listening level. Let's go. Second level thinking is defined as looking beyond the easy, obvious conclusions. You've got to do some smart thinking. Welcome to the second level. The second level. On the SportsMap Radio Network. A show where we go beyond the box score. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. So this story went viral, and it's, I guess, still trending as Odell Beckham. Well, actually, yes, Odell, technically, is trending with all of the jokes that are associated with Cleveland and this allegation and again this comes from a couple of models who are doing a show we already saw something not even similar but in the same frame i guess with the phoenix suns and that one woman but now it it comes out and look I, i don't even need who cares about the specifics of this i get why this is a salacious story because of the allegations but I think that's kind of what it is right now. And this, like, people are awaiting for more and more of this. And and I don't get that. And I am trying not to sit here and judge because I do understand the fascination of something like this. Hey, a celebrity likes to have somebody 
fill in the blank. And you can pretty much go across the board there with a bunch of different answers that would shock you. In this case, I, I, okay, I mean, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't do much for me because I feel like it's kind of a more bizarre or even like out there fetish, and I, I don't know what to do with it. Like, I don't know what to do with this information as far as how, how do you want this info? Is it just that you can sit there and talk to your buddy about it? Man, do you believe what Odell Beckham likes? This is crazy. All right, and what does that get you? Like, a couple minutes of conversation at most. This stuff, though, is just, it takes over. It completely takes over. And you're seeing it to this level where it's now like the top trend outside of Star Trek Day that's being promoted by CBS All Access. And what happened to this poor surfer in a shark attack off the Gold Coast of Australia, you've got Odell. 81,000-plus tweets already going on as we speak regarding Odell. So clearly people care. <laughs> just I don't know why this stuff just takes over the way it does. Unbelievable. You're listening to the Sports Map Radio Network, broadcasting safely with our mask from Boomer Naturals. Order now at BoomerNaturals.com. Use promo code SPORTSMAPRADIO for 20% off. Issues. It's the second level on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander. Well, we do have a couple of big games tonight in the NBA, a closeout scenario. And I can't imagine that the Milwaukee Bucks are going to do anything really at all, especially after what we saw from. Game four, Chris Middleton coming alive finally, and you could just tell that the Bucks exerted everything. Like, they have nothing left. I, I can't imagine that this game is anywhere near a tight one-to-two-point game. I had no problem laying the points with Miami, if you're following along at Odds Checker with what I'm doing there. Even beyond that, though, it, it's simply just looking at this from as, as big of a picture as we can paint here. Heat length four right now i'm okay with that Giannis, questionable the ankle beyond whether or not he plays it goes to how much he's going to play if he does how long he's going to last out there way too many variables to count on in order for the bucks to come out and just beat miami who even in that loss that shady foul on brooke lopez that went towards brooke lopez it just it was a tight ending and it wasn't even convincing. I saw this in the NHL where the Flyers won their first two games against the Islanders in overtime. But you could tell that they were up big. Islanders came back, forced the overtime. And despite losing in overtime, they still had the momentum to come back in that game and, and force it. And then they came out and they won the next game both times. That's what's happening, I think, here to that one game level that we saw in game four. It's just you don't have enough gas right now. You simply don't have enough energy to to provide everything like that. You you don't and, and that's why I think trusting Milwaukee is tough. Trusting the Bucks right now to do anything more than just bow out is a really difficult one. 
And when they do, tomorrow we can look at the year that was, and we touched on that yesterday. Carvel came up. You missed some fun times, Ron. You missed Carvel. You missed the Fudgy the Whale. You missed Cookie Puss. You missed the Fudgy the Whale cartoon. See what happens when you take off to take down a pool? Miss fun, you know, all of the things that we did leading up to this year, this playoff, dealt with the Bucks. And De- you know what? You, you can go back to Carvel if you want. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, where were you on, on that? I was just, you know, Carvel, yeah, did you, I don't know if Sean put it in his folder or if he just pulled it up, mm-hmm. but we, we went deep off of the ledge there when it came to Carvel, even brought John McMullen into the Carvel conversation. I'm kind of confused on the Carvel conversation. Just whether or not is it good? Oh, so you don't? Are you not familiar with Carvel ice cream? No, I'm familiar with Carvel ice cream. It's just one of those go tos. It's like the go to ice cream cake when you were a kid. Yeah. Does anybody else make them besides Baskin Robbins? Uh, you can buy <laughs> ice cream cakes at your local supermarket. So. No, I know that's but that's where you get Carvel. Oh, really? I didn't realize that Carvel's in the supermarket now. Well, for here. Well, look at that. I didn't realize that Carvel was that, global. I thought it was just stores up in the Northeast. No, it's, it's global. That little cookie crumb at the bottom, you kidding me? That's awesome. So that's what, and, and that's what we are, is every year we just lap up as much Milwaukee Bucks in the regular season like a cookie puss cake or a fudgy the whale cake because it was, it was your go-to. You could eat the entire cake. It, was, it wasn't even one that laid, you know, like would weigh you down so much. It was an amazing thing. And you're a kid, too, so you have all this metabolism. Now, have you introduced your children? This is a true testament to how good of a parent you are. Have you introduced your children to the Carvel ice cream cake? Hmm. No. No, I, I'm pretty certain we have. We, have. we definitely had ice cream cake in the past because we're, we're not big on traditional cake. You know, like when you, if you go to a store and buy a cake or you're at home and you make a cake, we're not, we're not really traditional in that sense where, you know, birthdays come around. I mean, we did it this year, which was kind of odd that for two out of three birthdays in, in that week in August, everyone had that. When it came to my birthday, I said, I don't want a cake. Uh, we usually right. get um, these ice cream pies. Okay. Okay. That are fantastic. Like those, you know, like those pies that have the cookie on either right. side of it. Yeah, there's a cookie on the bottom, and then you know you can find you can find them in all your local freezer sections in your favorite grocery stores. You know, the one we like to get is like a Hershey's chocolate thing, whatever, and it's it's uh it's pretty delicious. In fact, if you're not careful, you could finish the whole thing in okay. one sitting. Got it. Because it, it's it, it, here's what it's it's. Big enough to share with the family, but it's just small enough that you could get lost and not even notice that, oh, my God, I ate half the pie. Yeah, okay, that's that's the Carvel ice cream. Yes. Now, we don't have Carvel by me in Philadelphia, so I have to travel to South Jersey, which is not bad because we have a new home in South Jersey. AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio is now part of our network here locally, so... We're thrilled, and I can just go down. I might do that. I might go down, pop in to the local Carvel, grab a Fudgy the Whale, put it in the freezer, do the show down there at the wonderful 1490 Sports Betting Radio Studios. Only be for two hours. They can tolerate me then probably. Just say, all right, get out of our way. Here you go. Here's a small little 
studio that you can work with. And then I grab the Fudgy the Whale cake. It'll take me about an hour or so to drive home. I could probably put down half of that on the car ride back. Strap it in the passenger seat. And just dig a, just have a fork at the Absolutely. ready, right? Yeah. I'm going to get – but see, here's the thing. I'll come prepared. I can't use one of those plastic forks when I'm driving. I need one of those sp- serving spoons. I need one of those big stainless steel things that you can cut through a cobbler with, whatever you need to, right, on the table. So I need one of those in order to cut through this Fudgy the Whale thing. I'd be – Cookie Puss I probably put down in that hour. Fudgy the Whale is a little more shapely, if you will. Cookie Puss, you can – that's an easy cake to put down. Easy. I've never even heard of Cookie Puss. Oh, my goodness. I mean, you are being deprived. Probably. Absolutely. I, I wouldn't doubt it that I'm being deprived of some things like that. Well, well, yeah, on this show, you're being deprived of a lot. That's true. I apologize to you and everybody else in advance. It all started with the Bucks. all right? Don't blame me. It all started with the Miami, uh, Miami Heat about to sweep the Bucks, and they did everything possible just to stay alive one more game. And that's it. They'll bow out tonight, 6.30 Eastern. This thing will be over by 8 o'clock Eastern. You can just prepare yourself for the big one. And there is a lot at stake for the Lakers tonight. There truly is a lot at stake. Yeah, it's the semis, and it's 1-1, but Houston is dangerous, and they haven't really figured it out yet with Russell Westbrook. It's a dangerous team right now if, in fact, they can figure it out, and you just don't want to let a squad like that linger. They are the worst type of team that you want to let linger around in a playoff series, especially just mess around and go down 2-1. Lakers come out tonight. Anthony Davis, monster game on top of Rajon Rondo coming out. and Looks like he hasn't missed a step leading the bench there. But the Lakers have depth. The Lakers have two monster scorers that they can rely on, as well as facilitators. I mean, LeBron should be flirting with the triple-double tonight. You should see Anthony Davis continue to pound the basketball. And they don't slow down a lick, which is, again, an opportunity for Houston because the tempo didn't suddenly slow down. This didn't turn into some 1950s Bob Cousy game. They were still moving, and that's the thing about the Lakers is even if Anthony Davis becomes the main source of offense and they start to move the basketball from behind the arc to down low, nothing slows down. It's not all of a sudden just multiple half-court sets in a row trying to take away tempo or pacing from Houston. In fact, it's the opposite, which is we're going to outrun you. We're going to outpace you, and we're going to get this guy moving in transition. He's big and fast enough that you don't have anybody that can truly stop him. You get a rebound, all of a sudden he's gone. That's getting him involved more as a scoring threat without having to stop your tempo and just get to this half-court set. Heat, I mean, think about what you have tonight with these two games. You have a major statement that's going to be made about two players individually and one team, and that's in the first series with the Heat and the Bucks. Miami gets to see Jimmy Butler do exactly what he said he was leaving Philadelphia to do, join a winning culture, and go out and compete. We don't know what's going to happen. Boston takes it blowout fashion. We talked with Max Letterman, and he gave us great insight as to what was going to happen, and that exactly played out where Boston just ran through Toronto. So if it's Boston-Miami, let's say, that is the best scenario for reviving the Eastern Conference, that took a big hit, let's be fair. Took a big hit again when you had Milwaukee and Toronto, Indiana, Philadelphia even, knowing everybody in Philly was kind of checked out as is. 
leading this charge of excitement and so many teams looking like they were going to fizzle, especially Milwaukee. Miami, Boston, two big markets. Even Miami in the conference finals is enough to bring out the Fairweather fans down there. Oh, that's right. I forgot we had a basketball team. Whatever it might take. But this is a statement, and he had a terrible game, or not as up to par as we've seen in, in the series, in game four, where Jimmy Butler just was not as much, if really much at all, of a threat. We know, or at least you should, that's not going to remain a constant. Jimmy Butler's going to come out and just be motivated to cause some damage and probably cause that damage early on. This is a Miami Heat win the first quarter bet all day. In fact, I might even have to check that out locally here on the uh, DraftKings app and see what they say in Pennsylvania where you can legally place that wager. But beyond this statement that's made about Jimmy Butler, we'll start talking about, hopefully others will as well, but we'll start talking about Giannis in that type of fashion of disappointing. We'll start talking about Giannis as a guy with all the talent that just he can't put it together. The teams around him, they can't put it together. Get him out of Milwaukee like Anthony Davis. Get him out of New Orleans. That's going to be the conversation as soon as they get knocked out. And it's going to mask all of the love that was bestowed upon this team this year. Oh, they're going to win it, uh, betting that the Bucks would beat the Lakers and all of these things that surrounded this love for the Milwaukee Bucks came up super short. And then tonight... If, in fact, Houston wins this basketball game, and it's a lot of pressure on them because they had no shot last game, even though they stole game one. And if, in fact, Westbrook can put this thing together, you've got James Harden and everybody else just kind of waiting for that. Don't disrupt what we've got going, Russ. Do your thing, and that's going to blend perfectly to a game plan where you can't outshoot L.A. If, in fact, that happens, then watch. The conversation with LeBron shifts back to... Legacy. Conversation to LeBron. He can't win either way. Bubble was going to be used as an excuse if, in fact, the Lakers steamrolled everybody. If they lose, the bubble will be used as a lack. Of, oh, you can't blame the bubble, man. You cannot blame the bubble. At Shander Show, twitch.tv slash Shander Show. That's right. Jimmy Buckets. All days we're getting shouts on Twitter. At Shander Show, at Ron Culver, two ends, twitch.tv slash Shander Show. Your phone number, 800-224-2004. Fake news is back, as is Ron Culver. We'll do that next on the second level. So, can I ask you a question? Fake news with Ron. With all the fake news out there. Don't believe those lies. It's on Shander to give it to you straight. Three stories, but only one is fake. It's true. I know it's a weird thought, but it's true. Can Shander spot the fraud? Here's Ron Culver. All right, all right. You know what? I think I might have outdone myself today. I'm not 100% sure, but I Every might. Time, it's just almost playing like I might. Games. I know, but I might have outdone myself today. Because right, I came up, uh, there's three stories here. I don't even know which one is real or okay. fake. So I don't, I don't even know what to make of that. Well, they're all fake. They, they could all be fake. They could all be real. I well, just, that, that's a, that should be a good segment. And look, I, I, I forgot forget, which one is which. Before I forget, can we, in, in 10 minutes, can we address a new promo that I just heard? And it's not the promo, but it's the content within the promo. Sure. Okay. 
It has to do with our friend who is sandwiched between yeah. Tony D and yourself in the morning. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I, think I, I think I have an idea of where you're going with okay, that one. Okay. I, I just, just so we can make a mental bookmark before we hit this <laughs> segment. I apologize. Okay. Well, you've bragged and boasted, my friend. Take it away. All right. Fake story. Number, you know what? It's been such a long time. I, I turned off the music. Can you believe that? Yes, this is what happens when you have an extra day off. That's Monday, not Friday. See, if you were off on Friday, you would have come in. Maybe you wouldn't even come in at all. This is like the best we can get with you on a Monday off. I I mean, I would have. Yeah. I don't don't know if it would have made a difference if I took off Friday or if I took off Monday. No, I don't. There you go. Got the music back. It feels like it's been forever, right? Yeah, or it just feels like every other segment on this show. Sure. Slap together. Slap together the last second. All right, well, here we go. I didn't say the last second. I just said slap. You could slap something together and let it sit in the fridge and marinate for two days. Yeah. Jeez, don't or, give away all our secrets. Or not. <laughs> Fair. All right, fake story number one. California has definitely seen better days with all the sweltering heat, the heat wave that they endured over the last couple of days. My mom okay. was telling me like where she is, it was 119 degrees. They haven't felt that in over 50 years. Well, and you know, and obviously we've heard about all the wildfires hitting California right now, but did you know that one of the wildfires was unfortunately started due to a pyrotechnic device for a gender reveal? No, but I, I don't. That's so believable. I've seen, I was in Portland for a week auditioning for a job when some idiot kid lit a stick on fire and it caused one of the worst forest fires in the area. There were clouds of ash hanging over the city of Portland because of how, like, they couldn't stop it. They could not stop this forest fire. No, and in fact, with all the fires that are happening in California right now, they're expecting Santa Ana conditions, which is uh, a wind a wind event. Oh, beautiful. That, that is, uh, it literally is just warm air coming off from the desert. Beautiful. And it's just, it's warm air, and you can have wind gusts up to 60, up to 70 miles per hour. That's what really causes, especially in Southern California. It's more prevalent in Southern California, although you can't have them in Northern California. It's more prevalent in Southern California. And when those winds kick up, these fires just spread so rapidly. I mean, that's was one of the reasons why uh, was in 2007 I had to evacuate my house in San Diego. Gotcha. Okay. Because of a it's, wildfire. But, yeah, this one, this one wildfire was caused by a gender reveal device. All right, story number two. A Japanese man is suing his town after he drunkenly passed out in the middle of the road because road working crews who were painting lines <laughs> did, did not attempt to wake him and just painted the lines and just went right over him. Where was he sleeping? He's uh, like in the middle of the road. I guess it's a phenomenon that's been happening lately uh, in Okinawa. Wait, is this like the program? Remember that movie that's I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's that. Well, Which, by the way, you can never find that cut in the film ever it's again. It's taken out. You're right. It, and I saw that movie in the theater. Same here. So I was one of the, you and I are one of the small few. Yeah, because it doesn't exist anywhere. It's amazing. You really can't find that. Like, you can't even find it as, I think it was part of the lawsuit, right? Because some idiot yeah. kids went out. I mean, it's uh, Yeah, there's a bunch of kids who went out terrible. there who decided to lay down in the middle of the road. because. So that's, where did this phenomenon come from in Okinawa, though? Well, it's no, it's just uh, people have just been, it's been happening. It's uh, a drunken thing where they just walk out in the middle of the street and fall asleep. It's called, uh, what? yeah, it's called this- Rojo Ne, which translate as sleeping on the road. 
Rojonet. Is it I only happening in Okinawa, or is it happening across? Is this a uh, pandemic that just, we didn't know about? A silent pandemic? I don't know. I mean, we can start it here if you want. I'm not going to be the one to start it. You don't want to start sleeping in the middle of the road? No. If I can't get the program on my television, I'm not going to succumb to this one. I'll do the program first. At least I'll have a helmet on with the program. All right. So that's story two. Story two. Story number three. You sure you didn't rip that off from the program? No. No. But you remember the whole scene, that, that whole scene was just to show how, I mean, because all the rest of the football players were freaking out. And it was to show the quarterback just calm, cool, and collective reading right. a magazine right. with his feet crossed. I mean, the only thing missing was him just chewing on an apple. What was his name? Blake? No, I Blake was uh, Necessary Roughness. Yeah, I don't... I don't remember. Well, okay, you know, we'll have to look it up in the break. Story number three, two English footballers, a.k.a. soccer players, were dropped from their national team in the middle of a tournament after sneaking four women into their hotel room. One of these women is a soon-to-be Miss Universe contestant from Iceland. Really? Now, Iceland was just boasting about how well they're doing with cases. Were there yeah, any, but it doesn't it, matter. I mean, you, if you're there, you're the on lockdown. Out. No, you're on lock. I mean, you, if you're a team coming from another country, you got to follow your own protocols. And it's just like any other sports team here, we... We could have places here that are nice and safe, like Orlando, but you can't have any NBA players sneaking in women from uh, into the hotel. Yeah. So That's- these two these two footballers were, I guess, not ceremony unceremoniously uh, kicked off the team. They were booted because they were they uh, snuck four women into their hotel room. Okay. So now which that, one? That is believable. Which one is fake? You're right. This is a great job here. Now I have to try and get inside your brain to figure out which one you would fake. Number two it's seems a dangerous like place you, to be. Exactly, and and that's why I definitely am patient and cautious in my maneuvers. But I feel like number two jumps out as way too ridiculous. Therefore, it's true. Boy, story one, just it, it's just so believable because I've seen it happen all the time. Gender reveal is like a newer thing still. <sighs> I'm going to say, reluctantly, I'm going to say story three. Story three. Yes. Uh, I will say this, that your deduction is uh, admired. Uh, story number one is real. A fire in San Bernardino, in the San Bernardino Mountains, was started by a... a um, uh, what should we call it? Device, uh, uh, gender reveal device. Got it. Don't know if that family's going to pay. Uh, story number three is true. Two soccer players for Look the English that. national team were kicked off the team. These women are gorgeous. I would try to sneak them in as Where'd well. Where'd you get this Okinawa thing? I'll tell you during the break. Okay. Well then. No, but that story is fake. So I'm wrong. Yes. No one. No one's suing anyone for falling asleep in the middle of the street. You're listening to The Second Level on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios with way more than the scores, here's Aton Shander. So I did put out this tweet earlier in the day just to get some responses about brand names. And 
if, in fact, you would pay at Shander Show at Ron Culver, two ends at twitch.tv slash Shander Show on the stream. If you would buy and basically pay more for any product simply because of the brand name. I did not anticipate because I don't eat this condiment, and it's one that you shouldn't, in my opinion, and you don't need. There is a major misconception out there that you need mayonnaise. You can replace. Here's something I would do, okay? You're going to think I'm crazy, but if you haven't already come to that conclusion and you listen to this program, then you're clearly just putting us on for background noise, which is fine. I'll take that over anything. Trust me. I'll take anybody listening to the show for whatever reason. Hate listen, background noise, what is this idiot going to say next, anything along those lines. Teaching your, your children in the house what not to listen or sound like, anything that you want, as long as you're listening, that's all we care about. But at no point do you ever need mayonnaise. It is a major misconception out there. I did not anticipate that people responding to that tweet would get into a mayo battle. And that's all I'll say about this is just go through this exercise. Go through this food exercise the next time you want to have mayo. You're going to think I'm crazy, but I'm telling you, you can even go different degrees of it. It doesn't have to be like yellow, for example, or honey, for example, or stone, Dijon. But replace whatever your mustard is of choice. Replace the mayonnaise with mustard. Whatever you're getting, tuna salad, whatever it is, trust me on this. Just try it. Before you knock it and tell me that I'm gross, disgusting, offensive, copy this audio from the stream and send it to I can't believe what Shander Show says. Get him off the air. Suggesting that we as a people, we as a culture here in this country, abolish mayonnaise. You remember the boneless wings hero? The guy who stood up? Where was that? Nebraska, right, Ron, as far as the hero that we had yes. who stood up? It was Nebraska. This should be done for mayonnaise as well. Now, I'm not going to drag you into this and say that you represent Are you trying well. to fight the fight? I, I will fight. I will stand up in front of any group of local government to Congress. You can send me to the Supreme Court. I'll put a suit and tie on. I'll shave my head and trim my beard and go up there and make a presentation. Nice. Doesn't matter who is in front of me at this point. If it's five or six people and I'm standing on a soapbox or if it's the highest court in the land. Now, before we can even get to this story in the world of the PGA and what Dustin Johnson did over the weekend, the tour championship came to an end. Not only does he win the championship, but clearly with the FedEx points, paid off three-shot victory over the weekend and edging out Rory McIlroy. There was something I heard on a promo, and it's a great promo, don't get me wrong. Now, here's what I would suggest. Is there a way that we can hear that promo in case people haven't heard it yet? I don't know how brand new this is. It might be today. Possibly, but you need to tell me which promo it is. It's the one in which Jake Asman of the Jake Asman Show. Yes, because I created it, and it's been been in the system now for a a quick minute. Okay. So just give me a second, and I'll find the right one. It's, it's It's been a while. No, it's been a while. Really? Wait a second. This promo about him in the hotel room has been in here for a while? Yeah. It's the first time I've heard it. Uh, it's just the rotation. Oh, uh, yeah, okay, but you know me. I've got I can tell you like the exact date. Let's see. Well, I, I just think that if we can play that real quick, there's something that August, jumps out about Jake. August 21st was when that promo wow. was created. It's a little longer than I thought. Okay. Now, 
let's do this. Can we hear that real quick, and then I'll explain the beef that I have in this promo. Please. I'm working on it. Give me a sec. Okay, you just let me know when it's ready, and we'll go to it. There is something that, and you know, uh, this show, more so than any other show, we stand for Asman. Like, we love Jake Asman, and he gives us a lot of great content from his show and also some things that we could talk about. Same thing with Tony and Ron in the morning. If, if there's anything that we hear already on the network, then we'll bring it up. Again, that Tony promo in which he's giving me marital advice, I, I made sure that I wrote everything down specifically. There is a new fan-sided article that has come out, and I can't wait to see odds on this one, where the writer believes the Rockets will blow up their roster once, of course, they lose to the Lakers, as expected. And the first guy to go will be Russell Westbrook, leaving for the Knicks to trade and take on that contract. That, I think, is going to be a major talking point now that Fansided just threw this thing out. And we'll get to this in a second, but I want you to hear this Jake Asman promo. I'll throw those names out that Fansided did, and then we can start looking at, even if we have to hypothetically create our odds There is more trade rumors happening right now with the NBA, and this is what they've been missing this postseason. You need stuff like this to complement games on the floor, games on the ice. It's why the NHL struggles a lot outside of the playoffs that fuel people watching because, hey, it's a Stanley Cup playoffs. But you need more NFL-type things happening, trade rumors, movements, threats of holding out, whatever. Remember when Alvin Kamara was going to be traded? The guy's going to sign a multi-year extension probably today. So I'll let you hear who exactly is involved in the rumors, at least with this Westbrook trade with the Knicks that could go down as soon as they blow this team up. Expel all these hypotheticals. There's another insider saying that the Sixers are likely to move uh, for Chris Paul, of all people. It's nonsense. It's crazy. It's what the NBA needs. But I heard this promo regarding Jake Asman and his hotel etiquette. And it kind of jumped out because I, like he, was down in Miami for the Super Bowl, and I wonder if this caused a little rift inside the room in which he was that's, staying. That's, the, uh, who knows? We should, uh, next time, uh, I'll ask him tomorrow. Well, he's now, not going to tell now, you. I just need to, to know. track down like, no, I can, I can ask uh, so the people who were his roommates. Absolutely. We'd have to get them on um, the record. Quick question. Do you want the actual promo, or do you just want the content, the dry content? Let's do the dry content. Okay. Whenever you're ready. This is Jake. Many times in my life, I've had to share a hotel room with somebody else. My plan of selecting which bed depends on proximity to the air conditioning vent and proximity to the most outlets. You know, I have a lot of things that need to be charged. I need A, to plug in my fan. I need to charge my phone. I have an Apple Watch. I have a Mophie phone charger case. I need outlets galore, and a lot of it depends on where the bed is located in the hotel room. So... The there first, you have it. The first thing that jumped out at me is it's, it's like one or the other, Jake. You either need all of these outlets to commandeer. And think about that. You know, here you are. You've got your tablet, maybe your laptop, your phone. You're on the road yeah. now, for work. He's commandeering all these if outlets. You're, if you are in a hotel room by yourself, totally fine, right? To, yes, to, to of use course, up. if it's total, but he's talking about roommates. Right, he specifically he's, he's said sharing that. a room. So there's, you know, picture a, a standard hotel room already has, the, what, the two double beds in there. Correct. And then there's usually the table in the middle, 
in one outlet there. Then there's another outlet where sometimes they'll have a table or a desk. And by the sounds of it, it sounds like he has all of that going on, plus a fan. It's it's insane. Like, you would need your own... For, okay, so you're right. There are multiple levels of rudeness going on with Jake's on-the-road etiquette in a hotel room. First off, he's got so many things going that you need now your own things going to drown out that white noise. Well, so, now you got to... I mean, if I, if I know I'm staying in a hotel room and Jake, I'm, you know... Somehow I drew the short straw and I'm staying with Jake. Not that it was short straw, but it might be after. But this. you, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Uh, I know that I need to pack a power strip. But that's absurd. You should not need to pack your own power strip to go to a hotel room. And here is the ultimate level of hypocrisy. He opened up explaining how he would rather be next to the air conditioner. So not only does he need the bed that's closest to the air conditioner, he also needs all eight outlets in the room for a fan of one of them, a fan. So he's got the AC running all night, and he's got a fan on him as well. This is ridiculous. Yeah. No, nah, he's told me because like, for some, there, our AC is broken in the studio right now. Well, that's different. You're doing uh, no, a no, show, no, no, you no. break a sweat. Uh, you're no, need no, no, no. It, it's broken the other way. Like oh, I have right? it, I have it set to be 74, and it's currently 67 degrees in the studio. So it's a little on the chilly side, right? Ah, Jake, like he's like shorts and t-shirt. Goes, man, I love this. This is what I keep my house at. So I mean, he's literally breeding penguins in his house. Unbelievable. No, he's probably responsible for the next energy crisis that's going on in Houston. If, if there's you have a, to turn your fans off at 3 p.m., now you know who to blame. Uh, if there's a brownout, if there's a blackout, we know who we're pointing the finger at. Look, all I'm saying here is if you are on the road, you need to show some consideration. This guy, come, I already know that I'm not there and I'm not going to hang in a room as far as live in a room for two or three days at, at the Super Bowl. I don't care what the event is. They could send us to a concert. You can send us to the Daytona 500. I'm not sharing. I can't. I could not share a room with Jake. And he's probably thinking to himself, good. I wouldn't want to share a room with Shander. Are you kidding me? I mean, he's probably all his own idiosyncratic stuff. But I don't know. It just feels like. When you commandeer the AC and all of the outlets, and one of those things in the outlet is a fan, you've already set the tone for the for the trip. You know, like yeah. All right, here you go. You, you no, you're over and that's there. the thing. He brings his own fan. Now, I don't think it's a huge fan. I'm it's not, not like a Vornado. No, I don't think it's that. I don't. You know, maybe it's one of those small Dyson, or you know, it could be like just a small little fan. Um, you know, like when you buy a big fan and they throw in the small fan for free to entice yes. you to pay just, you know, $10 more. Yes. It could be that size fan. I don't think it's one of those clip on fans that you'll see people, you know, have like, especially on strollers. Maybe it is that size. I don't know. But I mean, the fact is that he, he needs to have an outlet to plug in his fan when he stays in a hotel room when he's cranking the AC down to 50. Unbelievable. I mean, this, this is a new level of selfishness that I did not anticipate by any means, especially from Jake. I figured Jake would be the most accommodating. Tony he, Jake or Aton, who's the least accommodating roommate on the road? He might be. be now, now, he might be accommodating, but I, this might be his, his preference, his wish list, if you will, that if he goes and stays in a room, this is what he wants. Got it. Okay. Because I, sure. I, I don't know if he's kicking and screaming. I'm not going to assume that.
No, but it's it, I don't know. It's just this whole thing about commandeering everything. Maybe like, he give me maybe, an outlet, brother. Yeah, maybe right? he slyly does that. You know, you you guys set the thermostat. It's like oh, you know, we'll we'll compromise. We'll set it at sixty eight at night because I like to I like it cold when I sleep. And then you wake up and you can see your own breath because he set it down to forty five. Wow, just asking. I don't know. I don't know if that happens. Maybe. Just asking. Look, you know, just just making sure just that asking I for a friend. I appreciate that. Now, as far as this, if you've ever room with Jake, give us a call. <laughs> well, we're going to get down to this at some point. We're we're going to track somebody down who stayed with Jake Asman at the. Remember, we've had a couple of instances where he's been on the road covering things for this network. So even if we have to bring back an old friend who's in Kansas City right now, remember those two covered a golf event. I w- I remember I was doing the show after Alex at the time on the network. Yeah, they also went to the draft together in oh. Nashville. So, okay, this is perfect. We can get him on, right? That's not going to upset anybody? Well, he's, he's, coming, he's coming on tomorrow on the uh, Jake Asman show. What? Yeah. Are you serious? Well, that's, the, that's, that's what I just saw. Now, can we get him as a follow-up? Normally, ah, we would never double book know. a guest, but in this know. case, we need, we need answers on this. We'll, we'll, I'll, we'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to test the waters and see. Okay. Now, remember, we're not even going to talk about the same content with Alex as Jake's going to bring him on just to talk about the Chiefs. What do you think about Patrick Mahomes? We're going to get six or seven good minutes. That's all we need. We can do it in like a short segment. Six or seven good minutes on whether or not Jake truly is a terrible roommate on the road. We'll wrap the hour next. One for the road on the second level. Scratching beneath the surface, it's the second level on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. Now, we normally close out with one for the road. You are back, so I'm sure you had a bunch of stuff this morning you didn't get to that spills over in this case, right? Or no? Was it just Odell Beckham that you guys talked about for two hours. No, I, we, <laughs> I'm trying to stay as far away from that Odell story as possible. Well, I had to at least bring it up. I know. I mean, this is the best way to bring it up is just saying, hey, guys, this Odell uh, story just really stinks. Good good one. Good one. That, it, really, it really reeks. <laughs> I'll let you keep going as, as much as you can throw in here. Now, do you have anything non-Odell for one for the road? Hold on. We're, we're going to get we're going to get first-hand knowledge real quick. Okay. Yes, I'm here. I'm yeah. here. Uh, I have Jose in here who roomed with Jake in Miami. Oh, my goodness. This is beautiful. Now, is Jose aware of the promo that ran? Yes, I am. All right. Now, first off, thank you for spending a minute or two. I, I know you have a busy day. Hopefully, Matt Peralta isn't fuming that you're talking with us instead of helping to prep the show. But we need you on here for some clarification. Is Jake Asman as bad of a roommate on the road as the promo that he himself gave us indicates? I'll leave, I'll leave you with this nugget. Uh, so we were all in Miami, right? Remember, you were on that trip as well. And uh, I had vitamins. I, 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 t- I tried to take care of myself. And Jake was uh, complaining about not being able to sleep. So I told him, oh, just take some of my melatonin that I brought. I come out of the restroom, and he's chewing, chewing on my multivitamins. What? So not only does he commandeer the outlets and the AC, but he steals vitamins? He's stealing your Flintstones vitamins? The wrong vitamins. vitamins. What is wrong with this guy? 
Unbelievable. I, I'm speechless. I need a, a full 22 hours to decompress from hearing that info about Jake. So, can I ask you a question? Oh. Fake news with Ron. With all the fake news out there. Don't believe those lies. It's on Shander to give it to you straight. Three stories, but only one is fake. It's true. I know it's a weird thought, but it's true. Can Shander spot the fraud? Here's Ron Culver. All right. Uh, you know what? I think I might have outdone myself today. I'm not 100% sure, but I Every might. Time, it's just almost playing like I might. Games. I know, but I might have outdone myself today. Because right, I came up, uh, there's three stories here. I don't even know which one is real or okay. fake. So I don't, I don't even know what to make of that. Well, they're all fake. They, they could all be fake. They could all be real. I well, just that, that's a, that should be a good segment. And look, I, I, I forgot forget, which one is which. Before I forget, can we in, in ten minutes? Can we address a new promo that I just heard? And it's not the promo, but it's the content within the promo. Sure. Okay. It has to do with our friend who is sandwiched between yeah. Tony D and yourself in the morning. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I, think I, I think I have an idea of where you're going with okay, that one. Okay. I, I just, just so we can make a mental bookmark before we hit this <laughs> segment. I apologize. Okay. Well, you've bragged and boasted, my friend. Take it away. All right. Fake story. You know what? It's been such a long time. I... I Turned off the music. Can you believe that? Yes, this is what happens when you have an extra day off. That's Monday, not Friday. See, if you were off on Friday, you would have come in. Maybe you wouldn't even come in at all. This is like the best we can get with you on a Monday off. I I mean, I would have. Yeah. I don't don't know if it would have made a difference if I took off Friday or if I took off Monday. No, I don't. don't. There you go. Got the music back. It feels like it's been forever, right? Yeah, or it just feels like every other segment on this show. Sure. Slap together. Slap together the last second. All right, well, here we go. I didn't say the last second. I just said slap. You could slap something together and let it sit in the fridge and marinate for two days. Yeah. Jeez, don't or, give away all our secrets. Or not. <laughs> Fair. All right, fake story number one. California has definitely seen better days with all the sweltering heat, the heat wave that they endured over the last couple of days. My mom okay. was telling me like where she is, it was 119 degrees. They haven't felt that in over 50 years. Well, and you know, and obviously we've heard about all the wildfires hitting California right now, but did you know that one of the wildfires was unfortunately started due to a pyrotechnic device for a gender reveal? No, but I, I don't that's so believable. I've seen. I was in Portland for a week, auditioning for a job when some idiot kid lit a stick on fire, and it caused one of the worst forest fires in the area. There were clouds of ash hanging over the city of Portland yep. because of how like they couldn't stop it. They could not stop this forest fire. No, and in fact, with all the fires that are happening in California right now, they're expecting Santa Ana conditions, which is uh, a wind. A wind event. Oh, beautiful! That, that is, uh, it literally is just warm air coming off from the desert. Beautiful. And it's just, it's warm air, and you can have wind gusts up to sixty, up to seventy miles per hour. That's what really causes, especially in Southern California. It's more prevalent in Southern California, although you can't have them in Northern California. It's more prevalent in Southern California, and when those winds kick up, these fires just spread so rapidly. I mean, that's was one of the reasons why uh, was in 2007 I had to evacuate my house in San Diego. Gotcha. Okay. Because of a wildfire. But, yeah, this one, 
This one wildfire was caused by a gender reveal device. All right, story number two. A Japanese man is suing his town after he drunkenly passed out in the middle of the road because road working crews who were painting lines <laughs> did, did not attempt to wake him and just painted the lines and just went right over him. Where was he sleeping? He's uh, like in the middle of the road. I guess it's a phenomenon that's been happening lately uh, in Okinawa. Wait, is this like the program? Remember that movie that's I don't know. A bunch yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's that. Well, Which, by the way, you can never find that cut in the film ever it's again. It's taken out. You're right. It, and I saw that movie in the theater. Same here. So I was one of the... You and I are one of the small few. Yeah, because it doesn't exist anywhere. It's amazing. You really can't find that. Like, you can't even find it as... I think it was part of the lawsuit, right? Because some idiot yeah. kids went out. I mean, it's terrible. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of kids who went out terrible. there who decided to lay down in the middle of the road because so that's... So where did this phenomenon come from in Okinawa, though? Well, it's... No, it's just... Uh, people have just been... It's been happening. It's uh, a drunken thing where they just walk out in the middle of the street and fall asleep. It's called... Uh, what? Yeah. It's called this- Rojone, which translate as sleeping on the road. Rojone. Is it I only happening in Okinawa right. or is it happening across... Is this a uh, pandemic that just, we didn't know about? A silent pandemic? I don't know. I mean, we can start it here if you want. I'm not going to be the one to start it. You don't want to start sleeping in the middle of the road? No. If I can't get the program on my television, I'm not going to succumb to this one. I'll do the program first. At least I'll have a helmet on with the program. All right. So that's story two. Story two. Story number three. You sure you didn't rip that off from the program? No. No. <laughs> but you remember the whole scene? That, that whole scene was just to show how, I mean, because all the rest of the football players were freaking out. And it was to show the quarterback just calm, cool, and collective reading right. a magazine right. with his feet crossed. I mean, the only thing missing was him just chewing on an apple. What was his name? Blake? No, I Blake was uh, Necessary Roughness. Yeah, I don't... I don't remember. Well, okay, you know, we'll, we'll have to look it up in the break. Story number three. Two English footballers, a.k.a. soccer players, were dropped from their national team in the middle of a tournament after sneaking four women into their hotel room. One of these women is a soon-to-be Miss Universe contestant from Iceland. Really? Now, Iceland was just boasting about how well they're doing with cases. Were there yeah, any, but it doesn't it, matter. I mean, you, if you're there, you're the on lockdown. Out. No, you're on lock. I mean, you, if you're a team coming from another country, you got to follow your own protocols. And just like any other sports team here, we, we could have places here that are nice and safe, like Orlando. But you can't have any NBA players sneaking in women from uh, into the hotel. Yeah. So That's... these two these two footballers were, I guess, not ceremony unceremoniously uh, kicked off the team. They were booted because they were they uh, snuck four women into their hotel room. Okay. So now which that, one? That is believable. Which one is fake? You're right. This was a great job here. Now I have to try and get inside your brain to figure out which one you would fake. Number two it's seems a dangerous like place you, to be. Exactly, and and that's why I definitely am patient and cautious in my maneuvers. But I feel like number two jumps out as way too ridiculous. Therefore, it's true. Boy, story one just it, it's just so believable because I've seen it happen all the time. Gender reveal is like a newer thing still. <sighs> I'm gonna say reluctantly, I'm gonna say story three. Story three. Yes. Uh, I will say this that your deduction is uh, admired. 
Uh, story number one is real. A fire in San Bernardino in the San Bernardino Mountains was started by a a um, uh, what should we call it device? Uh, uh, gender reveal device. Got it. Don't know if that family's going to pay. Uh, story number three is true. Two soccer players for Look the English that. national team were kicked off the team. These women are gorgeous. I would try to sneak them in as Where'd well. Where'd you get this Okinawa thing? I'll tell you during the break. Okay, well then. No, but that story is fake. So I'm wrong. Yes. No, one, no one's suing anyone for falling asleep in the middle of the street.